This is the Wild Ideas Worth Living 2018 Recap. Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, an adventure podcast presented by REI Co-op, the brand who helps get you outside through gear, classes, and adventures. We talk to experts who have taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have climbed the tallest peaks, started thriving businesses, and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. Hey everyone, what a year. Thank you so much to all you listeners, to the guests who've come on this show, to those who wrote about it, shared it, sent me a note or review, and to REI who sponsored this show. We've had some epic people on this show from photographers to best-selling authors, experts on how to biohack your body, how to make and save more money, scientists, a female wildfire firefighter, an astronaut, big wave surfers, a few through hikers, a bunch of ultra marathon runners, rock climbers, artists, activists, nonprofit founders, entrepreneurs, and motivational coaches. This is the 97th show today. We've had well over 1 million downloads, well over a million, and well, it's been a wild ride, so thank you so much. Last year, I shared a few things that I really took away from the shows, and this year, I wanted to share some more nuggets I not only learned from the guests, but from many of you in life in general. We'll also play some highlight clips and quotes from select shows. But before we go, hit subscribe. We're going to take a few weeks off to prepare for next year, and I just wanted to make sure you get notified on new podcasts when we start back up in January. But first, a word from previous guest, Semirad's Brendan Leonard, about holiday time. This message is courtesy of REI. They're the ones who keep the show free, get you the gear you need to get outside, and help you get out there and explore. We all know how fun it can be trying to make the holidays perfect for everyone. And although your family probably loves the idea of you stressing out until you get sick or exhausted just as much as you do, maybe don't do that this year and get yourself a little something special, some sanity. Instead of getting up at 5 a.m. to be first in line for a holiday sale, try getting up at 5 a.m. to get first chair. Or instead of running yourself ragged trying to do everything, try going for a run and taking care of yourself. Maybe ditch last-minute shopping for your loved ones and go last-minute sledding or surfing with your loved ones instead. You know, outside. Wishing you simpler holidays from me and from REI. We did a lot of shows this year about hacking your health and feeling the best you can because, after all, health is our biggest piece of wealth. So you can try breathing, exercises like the ones from Wim Hof, high-intensity training, saunas, ice baths. But the biggest piece of wisdom we heard from guests on how to feel better is just good old-fashioned getting outside and into nature. Florence Williams in her book, The Nature Fix, proved to us scientifically that being in nature makes us live happier, healthier, more productive lives. There is a lot of research on this, and it's been shown that even even these quick micro breaks where people are doing a task at their desk and they look out onto greenery, like out a window, they actually come back to their tasks and they're like 40% more accurate in what they're doing. Um, Their attention span is better. 
Um, they're, they're slightly more creative. You know, uh, your brain is like a muscle. And when you can relax parts of it and give parts of it a small break, when you go back to doing your task, it's like you're stronger and you're fresher. Um, obviously, you know, if, if you can get more than a couple of seconds of looking at a window, it's better. There's kind of a dose effect. So it's been shown that even 15 minutes of, of time outside can actually lower your blood pressure. It can reduce your stress hormones. It can boost your mood and make you feel fewer feelings of frustration. I mean, all of these things are going to make you a better employee. The next advice hit me pretty hard. It was from the most listened to show of the year with wild author Cheryl Strayed. She's the woman who not only hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and came out the other side changed forever, but she fearlessly shares her most intimate pieces of her life with the world. This is advice she gives her kids, simple advice that's extremely important. You know, I I really have a lot of belief that we are all divine. And I've always taught my kids that kindness is the most important value that I hold. That's the thing I want them to be when they grow up is kind. I don't care if they're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I want them to be kind. Kindness. Kindness will soften any situation. It'll make anything sour a lot sweeter. And my mom always says, you get more bees with honey than vinegar. Also, almost everyone you meet has a battle they're fighting that you know nothing about. So I'm a big fan of being kind to others, no matter what. Also, be really kind to yourself. Chances are when you live wildly, you're going to push yourself. And sometimes when we push ourselves, we can be really hard on ourselves. I'm totally guilty of this one. Rebecca Rush, known as the queen of pain and arguably one of the best all-around adventure athletes on the planet, she had some great advice on this topic. And the other part of that, you know, advice to myself, and I still do it today, is that, is that you know, you're doing a good job. You're okay. You know, I think we're all our own worst critics. And one technique that I use a lot is I think about the words that I say to myself would I say if I, I catch myself with sort of a negative loop in my head and I, I change the name and put in one of my best friend's names, would I say those words to a friend or even a stranger? Would I say, Shelby, why are you even mountain biking? You should get another job. You suck. You can't do this. Would I say that? If I wouldn't say that to you, why would I say it to myself? And I think that that's a, one of my biggest brain training, that cheap, easy, doesn't cost anything, is to change that dialogue and turn it around and and stop talking to yourself with the negative way because you change that dialogue and you say yes instead of no and all of a sudden you're riding through that technical line. I love this advice. Rebecca's a master at pushing herself and over the years she's learned that kindness to others but especially to herself can be a game changer. Another great piece of advice so many shared is this. Being comfortable with not being comfortable. This is from the Myrna Vader, also known as Myrna Valerio. Myrna, in case you don't remember, is the Juilliard-trained musician, teacher, and writer. She's the one who took up running ultra marathons and had started this blog called Fat Girl Running. It got a lot of attention, rightfully so. A bunch of magazines and news sites did stories on her. Even REI made this amazing video about her that went totally viral. She has this warm, kind personality, and she's really nice to herself, too, which is why I think she's able to achieve so much. Like all the guests, Myrna is comfortable pushing herself out of her comfort zone, but she's also very outspoken about being kind to her body. 
people know that whoever they are, <laughs> you know, whatever type of body they live in, you know, whether they are able-bodied or are differently abled or whatever, that, that they could be out there enjoying the same kinds of things that everybody else does. So right now, if you're not totally where you want to be, fitness-wise, body-wise, whatever-wise, maybe like me, you have an autoimmune condition making you have white spots on your skin, whatever, own who you are, what you have right now. Be really kind to it, love it, and then go do what you want to do. Most of you know the Iceman, Wim Hof. We do strange, strange things, but you know what is stranger? Not to be yourself. (laughs) Be yourself. I love this man. So be yourself and then work hard to live the positive life you want. Earlier this year, Myrna told me her goal was to quit her day job, to be Myrna full-time, to speak, write, run, be a brand ambassador, do all she does, but full-time. And I just checked her social media. The girl's doing it. So Myrna, Wim, all the guests are a true example of people who followed a wild idea and are living it. And no, this is not an endorsement to go quit your day job, but Living wildly and following your passion isn't always easy. Brendan Leonard, the creator of Semi-Rad, who you just heard before, it's a site, Instagram page, newsletter where he captures the absurdity, humor, and beauty in everyday adventure and outdoor life. Well, he hit the nail on the head when he talked to me about following your passion. He said, It's probably way more work than you think it is, and it's probably... It's probably going to take a lot longer than you think it will. Good things in life take time. They take work. They take commitment. They take patience. I'm a work in progress on the patience one. Alex Honnold, the man who free sold El Cap, his show got a lot of attention this year. So did his movie if you haven't seen it yet. I had a lot of fun talking to Alex. And even though I'd never, ever recommend you go free solo anything, Alex is a testament to being able to achieve something really big with time, with patience and massive amounts of preparation. Looking through a goal is sort of, you know, like if somebody's training for their first marathon and they just keep building it up, it's like, I want to run a marathon, 26 miles, that's the most I could ever do. I mean, the reality is that 26 miles is not the most that any human can do. And so I think that rather than build up this marathon as like, this is the ultimate goal of my life, look past it as like, you know, this is a stepping stone on the way to whatever else I'm doing with the rest of my life. Shannon Walker, a NASA astronaut, spent years in grade school, then high school, then college, then grad school, then astronaut school, studying things like robotics and space physics. She even moved to Russia and not only had to learn to operate a spacecraft, but she had to do it in Russian before she could ever get to space. She said besides patience, she had to get really comfortable with failure, but she trained for it. So much of your training is dealing with failure scenarios. And so if something happens in the real flight, you've seen it before and you know what you need to do to remedy the situation. It's one thing to prepare for failure so you can avoid it if it's life and death. It's another just to embrace failure when it's not going to cost your life, but will help you grow. I tried my best to showcase failing on the show more this year. Sometimes you only see the rosy sides of people, especially on social media. So on this podcast, I tried to keep it as real as possible. Failure, that's the best way to learn um, because you're feeling it. You feel that emotion. You feel the downs. This is from big wave surfer Pete Mel. I love the analogy in surfing of dropping into a wave when it comes to chasing your dreams or your wild ideas. There's a similar analogy in skiing and other sports, but in surfing, 
There's always this moment when you're paddling for a wave, especially if it's a bigger one, when you're looking over the edge and it looks like you could get absolutely smashed and toppled, or you could catch the ride of your life. Usually you end up somewhere in between, but if you don't go, you'll never know. So the worst is to not paddle out at all, to not drop in. Then you're just left on the beach, super sandy and sunburned. Fear. It's something we all have. I had some fear and I worried every time I released a podcast. Would you like it? Would the guests like it? Would REI like it? What if I accidentally used the word like or awesome or something totally inappropriate way too much? Eventually, every week, I just had to let go and post. There's this beautiful saying I keep seeing all over. Turn worry into wonder. I love that. I also like this from Gabby Reese, the fitness guru and just amazing woman who said this. We can't allow the fear to get in the way of the dream. So as the new year approaches, you all have dreams that maybe you realized, maybe you're still working on, maybe you're setting new dreams in motion now. The key is to start. We talked about it last year a lot. Go, untie those dock lines, get some hiking shoes, ideally at REI, lace them up and walk onto the mountain. Tate McDowell, who earlier this year climbed Grand Teton while under chemotherapy, said it best. I kind of think to myself now, like if I'm going to be successful at something, I really have to worry about the starting line. Like in being prepared to begin something. Starting is the hardest part and there's rarely a good time to go. Even if everything isn't perfect in life, the time is now. That was Scott Jurek, who he set the speed record for the Appalachian Trail a few years ago and wrote about it. Scott is one of the best ultra runners in the world. There was a lot of running this year and hiking. I found myself on more runs, on hikes, and on trails than ever before. A lot of you wrote to say the show caused you to go out and hike more with friends and loved ones as well. One of you said the show caused you to do a 100-mile through hike over the break, and I actually saw a listener on the trail through hiking through Mammoth, and that was a highlight. The other day, I saw my name pop up in an article a listener had written. Taylor Kelsey wrote he'd broke a personal record. He ran 15 miles all at once, just on a whim. He writes, I was doing my usual run of six miles and decided to keep going. A 15-mile run was a wild idea to me, but listening to Scott Jurek on the podcast discussing the Appalachian Trail, 2,189 miles in 46 days, it made my feet seem downright reasonable. Taylor said he's been inspired by the guests and he tries his best to get outside, but then he says the guests aren't weekend warriors who use the outdoors as escape from their lives. The outdoors are their lives. He writes, they're living intentionally. I've never felt more inspired to quit my job, move into a van and travel aimlessly through the American West until my money runs out, to not know where I'm sleeping that night or what I'll experience along the way. Ultimately, I want to live intentionally like Shelby's guests. He then goes on to say he's not living the life he's wanted and listening to the show made him feel really bad. But later he corrects himself, as I hope any of you who compare your lives to other guests do. He says, I snap back to reality. I tricked myself into believing that living intentionally means doing exactly what you want at every moment. But submitting to every whim isn't the same as living intentionally. In reality, living with intention is bigger. It means taking control of what you can 
in finding peace with what you can. I may not be able to travel full time, he writes, but I can still have wild ideas that are worth living, like running 15 effing miles for God's sake. I'm living wildly, but that's easy to forget when I'm worshiping the fringes of human accomplishment as the only definition of success. Now, when I listen to each podcast episode, I realize that life is wild enough on its own. From my newly developed distance, I can apply the experience of others to improve my own particular brand of intentional living. So Taylor, thank you so much. You know, the point of this podcast is to really show what can be done, what others have done, so you can do what you can do. Take what you like and leave the rest. Then go do what's best for you. By the way, (laughs) no one I interviewed does everything they want at all times of every day. Life is a balance of compromise and boldness and choices. Also, we all know comparison is the biggest thief of joy. One of the other biggest takeaways I had this whole year came from Courtney Carver, author of Soulful Simplicity. It was about letting go of the FOMO or fear of missing out and having more JOMO, the joy of missing out. I was just doing too much and I couldn't enjoy any of it because there was just too much going on. And so through this whole process of simplifying and taking better care of myself, I've realized that I'm an introvert and I really love missing out. I find great joy in saying no. But so often with FOMO, like we're just on the hunt for opportunity and invitations and it's hard to say no because... What if you miss out? And I just kind of twist that around and say, what if I do? Like, then what? I'm probably going to be better because of it. On the show and in her book, she talks about the power of simplifying our lives. And I'm a big fan of keeping it simple and light, wanting less so I can actually have more. I'm also a fan of literally keeping myself light, telling as many jokes, not at the expense of others as possible, and taking myself and sometimes even my work less seriously. So just like guest Florence Williams proved that nature makes us happier, healthier, and perform better, I believe humor does too. So have a laugh, get outside, get in nature, and start wherever you are doing whatever it is you want to do. And please, be kind to yourself and to others. I bet whatever you're doing, whether you're taking care of kids, hiking your local mountain, working at a job, going to school, running a race, I bet you're living more wildly than maybe you give yourself credit for. So next year, we're revamping the show. Each show will be a little more robust with some bigger topics we're diving into, and hopefully they'll help you live life a little more wildly with a little more light and a lot more fun. This year, I've also become as interested in adventuring inside as I do out. So we'll explore more of that as well. This year has been a joy, sometimes hard and exhausting, but in the end, I'm really grateful for this journey I'm on with all of you. So thank you for your letters and pitches, your hilarious comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, for telling me you're circumnavigating the world through hiking across the USA, going on a 15 or five mile run, taking up surfing in your 50s and 60s, and getting sober. All of it is wonderful. So hit subscribe because we'll be back next year. And until then, I'm going to practice what I preach and unplug a little this holiday season myself. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Wherever you're listening to this show, don't forget some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas 
Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It takes a village to do a podcast, a small one. So thanks first to my producer, Annie Fassler, who edits these shows together. To the team at REI for sponsoring the show and keeping it free to listen to. So thank you to Chelsea Davis, Joe Crosby, Paolo Matola, and to the guys in marketing like Craig and Ben Steele. I really appreciate you taking a chance on us. So thank you also to Kayla Perlstein, who helps me with my social media, and to Alex Olmstead, a listener who's been helping create audiograms every week. Lastly, thank you to the guests, to you listening, and to Johnny, my partner in crime who edits all my show notes and listens to all my, what if I should do this or should I do this every day? So to all my friends who act like fans and to all of you again for listening to this show, for going out and living wildly, for inspiring me every day. We'll see you next year.